Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on the psychology-based design tactics that will boost your conversions and brand awareness through the roof. And Fire Nation, I have brought none other than Soggy on the mic to break this down for us. He is a user experience design expert and online entrepreneur from Israel. I first came across Soggy when he helped me design my homepage for eofire.com, but since then we stayed in touch and I thought it's about time I brought him on the show to drop some value bombs about what is the job of great design, how copywriting isn't everything, how to actually use white space, and we'll be talking about so much more Fire Nation as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Today is the day, Fire Nation. The doors to Knowledge Broker Blueprint are open. What is KBB? It's a groundbreaking system created by legends Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi on how to take the knowledge you already have and share it to create next level success in your life. Visit kbbbonus.com to learn more about KBB+. Plus, Check out our amazing bonus experience we're including free for anyone who joins KBB using our affiliate link. That's kbbbonus.com. Soggy, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What up, Fire Nation? Sagi here, and I'm totally psyched to be here, John. Um, it's just a blessing. And um, something that most people don't know about me is that I've been practicing martial arts since I was about eight years old. Whoa. And when I was like 20, just I really don't look like I look like a geek. But, um, <laughs> but when I was like 22 years old, after the army, I uh, traveled to China and spent a month in with Shaolin monks in the mountains in some province over there, like a very distant like pro- province, and just like practice for one month Shaolin Kung Fu, exactly like Kill Bill too. So most people don't know that, but that was awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. And Fire Nation, I will say, you know, Sagi has some great value bombs that are going to be dropping throughout the rest of this episode. You know, as I kind of share with you in the intro, we're going to be talking all about psychology-based design tactics. It's going to boost your conversions and your brand awareness through the roof. You know, Sagi's actually from Tel Aviv. That's why sometimes I have a little issue pronouncing his name Sagi or Sagi, but you'll hear me go probably <laughs> both throughout the entire episode. But you it's know, good. it's correctly, it is Sagi, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Sagi, yeah. perfect. So we're going to be doing some great things throughout this. And I've known Sagi now for a couple of years, you know, mostly virtually, you know, as we've gone through and designed the EO Fire homepage, there's some other amazing things. He's actually right now working on a project with us for the podcasters paradise homepage and some other awesome stuff. So, you know, this is a person that I really know, like, and trust on a lot of levels. You know, he's invested heavily in himself through people like Pat Flynn's Accelerator Program, Chris Ducker's Masterminds, and then, of course, you know, being here in Entrepreneurs on Fire, he is just absolutely taking his business and his life to that next level, and I love everything that he stands for and what he's all about. But, Sigi, I want you to kind of break down your story a little bit. You have a great promise for us Fire Nation listeners right now that by the end of the session, what we're actually going to get out of this. So, Tell us your story, give us your promise, then let's take it away. All right, awesome. So my story is not actually connected to my promise here on this episode um, because my story, in a way, is how we met. And um, like you said, I'm investing myself like a lot and I'm committed to my success. And I think that all entrepreneurs, we need to be committed to our success just really, really hard sometimes. And because we're kind of like shooting rockets, we can work very hard, but sometimes we just work in a you know, not really with, with any specific path that we know we're following. And um, and when we don't have guidance, 
then we can get lost. And that's what, exactly what happened to me. And in mid-2017, I was totally broke after I left my day job a year before that um, at a very successful startup as a design director to work on my design blog. And um, I thought everything was great, but it just like after six months, I just couldn't pull a dime out of my own company. And I found myself after six months of not pulling a salary to myself and um, totally in debt. And in two weeks, the checks are going to, the, the credit cards are going to come, come down and I'm going to totally just not be able to put food for my family, uh, provide food for my family. And I was like, it was a very tough moment. Um, and that's, that was a point where I actually um, called up and reached out to someone that I listened to on your show, Kelvin Wayman. And um, just like, uh, it was amazing how everything happened so fast, but I hired him as a coach. I flew him over to Israel and um, just an anonymous person, you know, an anonymous entrepreneur from Israel, just like hiring someone from the US. I read Kelvin's book after he's been on your podcast and just reached out and um, and, and he flew over and we sat down in this office in Tel Aviv and I was just like in such a bad, you know, mental state. I, I know probably everybody on this show can, can, you know, can relate. I, I bet you can relate probably. Totally. Right? Like, like we as entrepreneurs, we, we, nobody doesn't go through, you know, bad spots in their journey and I was at a very rough spot and it was just like the beginning of my journey so I didn't even know about anything <laughs> I was like so so green so um Kelvin Wayman he's like we're sitting in the room and he tells me like listen it's time to write your vision like if in six months you're waking up and you're super freaking pumped to just start the day it's not a vacation day it's just a regular day and you're pumped to start the day what's going on in your life and that was a moment where I, for the first time, like in a long time, I, I could actually think in, a, in, a, in an optimistic way for a second. I am an optimistic dude, but like I was just like totally down for months. And, um, and I wrote down a couple of things. So one was like a financial goal. I won't talk about that. The other one was like, if I make it through this, I'm going to start my own community and help other people crush it with their businesses. Um, and the third thing was, I am going to be booked on an interview on a popular podcast. And I wrote down two names of people that I've been following for years. And one of them was you, yes. Johnny Dumas. <laughs> and the other one was Pat Flynn. And lo and behold, six months later, I not only crushed my financial goal, like working on that vision and, you know, being totally directed and, um, specific direction I just like I crushed my vision I not only crushed with the financial goal I doubled it and I um, flew out to the US for social media marketing world and I remember just like going to Pat Flynn's meetup I saw Pat Flynn's at social media marketing world so I flew over and then like I remember just getting up to his meetup night before the conference started and I'm seeing a long line and I'm counting the people no, no, no. counting, counting, counting. <laughs> and after the long line, I'm saying, oh my God, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn. I'm like, this guy I've been listening to in my ears for years and I'm from Israel, the other side of the world. And he's right here in the same freaking room. And then I notice another line and I'm like, wait a second, what, what's this other line here? And I'm starting to track <laughs> the line. And I said, line, I'm kind of not. Oh my freaking, it's not, oh, it's JLD. <laughs> I'm like, Two people that were on a piece of paper that I wrote six months ago are right now in the same freaking room with me. This can't be possible. 
And that like two, like about a month later, a month later after the conference, like long story short, but you know, we, we got to talk that night and I talked to you and I talked to Pat and we all connected and, um, and, uh, the, the why, the how is also something if you want, we can talk about if we don't have to though, but, um, but, um, but then a month later, I'm finding myself like working with you on your, on your homepage and being booked to be appeared on an SPI with Pat Flynn. And so that cool. became, and, and I joined his mastermind. And then like the episode itself became one of the most popular episodes in 2018. So it's like episode 326 um, and, on SPI. And it's like, and, and now being here on your show, man, uh, like it's my way to give forward and to like, you know, encourage and inspire any entrepreneur that has ever been in a rough spot and, you know, feel it maybe is feeling lost or, you know, is maybe starting a rough spot and think he's going in the wrong direction. Hey, you know, get a freaking coach. That's one. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, you need think, think, think positive thoughts and, and have a vision because that vision is just very important. And, um, and, and for me, it's just like a dream come true kind of in a way, just like being on the show now. Yeah. And that goes along with investing in yourself is getting a coach. I mean, Sagi invested in himself with a coach, but he also like flew over to a conference. You know, he also flew his coach over to Israel. Like he's done a lot of things to invest in himself. By the way, investing in yourself is not always money either. It's investing your time, your energy, your bandwidth, your expertise. Like Sagi invested that on eofire.com to make it the website that it is today. And of course, that was a huge investment in himself because his time is valuable. So all of that is just a great story. It's super inspiring. I mean, you are super worthy of being on Entrepreneurs on Fire because you truly are on fire for a lot of reasons, my friends. Give us the promise that you have for Fire Nation today for this episode, and then we're going to dive into all of that jazz. I've been a designer um, most of my life, coming from most of my professional life, um, coming from the startup world, working with top companies. Um, I was the first designer at Fiverr.com, and and um, I've been a mentor at Google Campus for over six years. I'm mentoring startups like every couple of months there, and uh, they send me two trainings on their behalf. And it's like been an amazing journey, just like understanding how to combine everything from that user experience world of applications alongside with um, the web like creation that I'm doing and selling online courses, which I'm doing in my blog in Israel and everything. And um, and so. Um, by the end of this session, my promise to you all is that you will know some of the secrets of top designers in the Silicon Valley in the world, and basically you, know, you will know how to apply them into your own sales and marketing efforts. And if you're not designing yourself, don't worry, because um, what you're learning here today will change the way that you communicate with your designers if you are hiring a team, and because you'll just have a better eye for any design out there yours and others. So Fire Nation, we have a lot to get through today. So I'm really going to keep pushing Sagi to, to move through this content because it's so much, it's so valuable. And I really want to make sure that we get as much value squeezed out of Sagi as possible. So that promise I love in Fire Nation, if you stick around till the end, you are going to get that promise. But Sagi, I don't always do this, but I do want to do this um, at the top of this episode because we're already you know, about 12 minutes in right now. And of course, mm-hmm. there's so much content that we're going to be getting through. I know the Fire Nation is going to listen to the end of it, everybody that can. But for those that can't, before we dive into this, you just have this amazing bundle pack that goes through 
everything that we're going to be talking about today, takes it to the next level, even gives Fire Nation a chance and an opportunity to get a strategy call with you and your team on the design for what they have going on for their business and their brand. So under 30 seconds, I'm really going to put you to the challenge. We're going to be able to go through it in much more detail at the end of the episode, but in under 30 seconds, where can Fire Nation go and what is this bundle pack? All right, so the bundle pack is basically everything that we're going to discuss here, but we're going to discuss stuff that is design related and design is visual and this is a podcast. So the the bundle, first of all, uh, in order to get it, all you have to do is go to designtriggers.com slash EO fire. And that's designtriggers.com slash EO fire. And what you'll get is basically a bundle where, first of all, uh, you'll be able to apply for a call with me or my team for uh, basically check out your designs and uh, give some tips for optimization. We've already helped entrepreneurs with online courses and websites convert better. And then um, we're going to talk about everything we talked about here. I'm just going to show examples, actually video examples because it's visual. So I'm going to show the actual websites. I'm also going to give out a checklist for everything that we've talked about here. So you can go through before you design anything or check out any design that you've done, that you created and also give you a bonus sneak peek into my process Ooh. of the research for everything that we're talking about here. Love that. And one more time at designtriggers.com slash EOFire. Is that right? Yep. Love it. So Fire Nation, we'll be going a little more in detail about that whole bundle pack at the end, but I wanted to just let you know something to write down in case for whatever reason you get caught up and you uh, don't get to the end of the episode, which I really hope you do because we're going to be talking about some amazing, great stuff starting off with what is the job of great design, Sagi? Yeah, man. So uh, like a lot of people just, when I asked sometimes in my own workshops, like I asked when workshops that I was like, what is the the job of great design? Not just like design in its own, because when you say just like mediocre design, you don't want, nobody wants mediocre design. What's the job of a great freaking design? And the job of a great design is to spark emotions. It's not to explain better. It's not just to make things clear. Like it is all those things, but it's to spark emotions. And if we look at how the brain works, and how our brain reacts to design, then that's the basically the thing that uh, holds everything to that. So our brain, have you read Pitch Anything by Oren Clough? Oh yeah, I've had him on the show about that book. It was a great episode. All right, awesome. So I, I love Oren Clough and he's talking in his book about like how the brain is broken down. I've talked to a lot of people that actually know how the brain is built and everything. So, and I've read also his book and like he, he takes this approach of saying, we have our brain and if you really flatten the whole process down, you have like uh, the brain is built in like three parts, right? Like the first part that was uh, that evolved in our brain was the croc brain, the crocodile brain, and that's in charge of the fight or flight mentality. And then we have the midbrain and the midbrain is all about the social activity. And we are social beings. We are uh, we love to be sitting around campfires and telling you know stories. We are driven by narratives. That's why religion works. So. And that's why nobody wants to be alone. Even in the Bible, it says like, you know, the, the a man's worst, like um, uh, ever, like worst scenarios, like being alone. Um, so that's like this midbrain. And then we have the most, uh, the newest part of the brain or the, that evolved with evolution. So it's like uh, that was formed with evolution, which is in the neocortex. The neocortex is in charge of processing data. It's in charge of, if you see now a website with a computer specification, and you need to now understand that all, the, all of the details, 
you will not go into shock, you know? It's like so much details are thrown at you and you can process that data. If you now see a movie and you know how movies now are becoming more sophisticated, sometimes you go into a movie and you're like, uh, it takes you like 15 minutes yeah. to understand who's who, <laughs> right? It's because even Hollywood script writers, they understand they need to agitate our neocortex and because if we see something that's predictable, that's just like, you know, not even agitating our intellect, we fall asleep. We, we lose, you know, interest. And just real quick to break in, like think about those movies that have really like just sparked your emotions, Fire Nation, like The Matrix or Inception. I mean, these are like deep thinking movies that I go back and watch yeah. over and over again because I find something new every single time. Right, right. Even Fight Club, if you're like, eh, like oh, so many movies, <laughs> are, right? That are like, you, you're looking and like, it takes you time to understand because they, they get you thinking. And uh, the neocortex is what can process, process all that data and get you thinking. And you love and you feel smart when someone's agitating your neocortex. So basically, though, going back to marketing efforts and sales efforts, like at the end of the day, though, there's something that croc brain does that no other part of the brain can do. And that's like we said, fight or flight. But imagine yourself for a second, a caveman sitting in a wheat field and you see the you know the, the wheat fields like moving with the wind and you're just chillax, <laughs> chillaxing right just after lunch and like um all of a sudden the, at the other end of the field you see something moving and you're like oh my god like you're right <laughs> all of a sudden like what is that and then you ask yourself two things and it is one is this thing going to kill me so should i kill it first or is this thing going to help me for my survival and if you break it down to a very simple question is, do I want to kill it or do I want to mate with it? And at the end of the day, if you look at do I want to kill it or do I want to mate with it, it's, it's what we ask subconsciously without even thinking about it. Uh, we ask it about, to ourselves about every landing page we see, every banner, every visual thing that we see in the world, even people on the street, even uh, you know buildings, even like anything that we see, a book cover. People do judge a book by its cover because we are visual beings and that goes straight to our brain and the croc brain subconsciously says, I want to kill it or I want to mate with it. If the croc brain says I want to kill it, it shuts down the neocortex. No freaking way that you can agitate my neocortex now. I'm not listening to you. If it's a landing page, you're done. You're out. If it's old and sloppy, you're done. The only thing that can save you is maybe good microcopy if I take my time to actually read, which most people don't. And then... If it says, I want to mate with it, then it's like, oh my God, I got to have this. And you can compare it to if you're going to, you go shopping and you see a great shirt and you look and at the shirt and you're like, oh my God, I got to have this. Sometimes it, you have those moments and then you look at the price tag. The price can be twice as high, right? You go to the, look at the price tag. That's the neo, neocortex working. Once you've got the crock brain going, the neocortex wants to be happy. So you're looking to find the data and you look at the price tag, but the price is twice as high. And you're like, oh my God, like I didn't expect it to be so high of a price, but still the crop brain's like, hey, buy it, buy it, buy it. You need it, you need it. And then <laughs> you're saying, no, 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 you know what? I need more data than neocortex says. Go measure it, please. And you go to the booth and you measure it. And there's something weird, floppy in, under your armpit, but you're like, your crock brain saying, don't worry, laundry will fix it. One laundry and it's good. And, and like, sometimes you're like, agi you're agitated to buy the, the crock brain basically convinces the neocortex. And that's why we buy things and then make excuses why we bought them later. And that's what we have to understand. The croc brain is what moves us the most. Sometimes neocortex, I'm not saying it's not, but croc brain moves us the most. And we got to hit the croc brain with design. 
Croc brain is visual. And it's so real. There's another book that I love, and I'm not sure if you read this book yet, Sagi, it's called The Chimp Paradox. And it's so fascinating because it talks about all, everything that you're talking about right now, about how, you know, our first emotion is just like that chimp brain. And then of course, like our human brain kind of takes over secondary and is like, okay, like I know that I want to run this person off the road because they just cut me off, but okay, take a deep <laughs> breath. What's going to happen if I do that, that I'm in an accident, he's in an accident. She's maybe we get hurt. Maybe I have to go to court. Maybe this and so the human brain takes over, but that's the reality of life. Finders. You need to realize that this is how humans react. This is how we spark emotions. And one thing that we hear a lot also, Sagi, is copywriting is king. Like copywriting is everything. It's the only thing that matters, yada, yada. But the reality is it's not. It's not everything. So kind of break down what you think about copywriting in general and how that plays in with design. You're totally right because when I talk to a lot of my uh, clients and before they actually become clients, but a lot of like marketers, they're like, um, well, you know, copyright, I need copywriting. I'm going to invest like most of my budget in copywriting. And you know what? Design is not so important. Like if we get proper copy, people will buy. And you know, what? like full on, uh, there are, there's products out there that rely mostly on copy because their design is, I'm not going to say which product, but there's like so many of them. And um, it's bad. It's copy is not everything because you know what? Even the copy itself, how it's laid out is very important for you to read it. Is it readable? Is it like readable in a split second? And how much context that is, does it have to the elements around it? If you have a CTA, like for instance, and you have the copy that should basically get you to the CTA straight after. Um, so it's something, and maybe we can talk about like this, we're gonna talk about like uh, this, this approach, but uh, it's, it's something called a micro message. Because once you got the copy, you want the CTA because everything in user experience is kind of like a conversation that we're having with someone. So if, we're, if I'm in a conversation with you and I'm not talking like I'm talking right now, then I'm talking like a robot. John Lee Dumas, <laughs> how are you? Micro copy is not everything. And then I take a very, very short break. This is called micro Con, you know, so basically, like, if th- that's that's the way a lot of websites work, right? And that's why marketers get it, and they're like, okay, we need proper copy. Of course, you need proper copy. Of course, you need to hit the crock brain in the micro copy as well. You need to understand the terminology of your people. That's why I really uh, love the S method and all all these other ways to kind of like find the the psychology behind and and story brand and all those methodologies. They're amazing, and micro copy is one of the most important things. But it's not everything. And design is what we see once we open our eyes or, or the website loads. That's what we see, the design. And that's what actually makes us look further and investigate for the data that the copy provides us. And Fire Nation, those are the secrets that we are going to be unveiling as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. The earth is literally shaking, Fire Nation. Why? The doors to Knowledge Broker Blueprint are open. What is KBB, you just might be asking? It's a revolutionary framework created by legends Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi on how to take the knowledge you already have and share it to create next level success and impact in your life. Visit kbbbonus.com to learn more about this opportunity. Plus, check out the amazing bonus experience we're including free for anyone who joins KBB using our affiliate link. 
Oh, you'd like a sneak peek into our bonus experience like right now? Well, we're including a free three-day mastermind in person in San Diego, headlined by Jack Chicken Soup for the Soul Canfield one-on-one coaching with me. Spoiler alert, this bonus will not be available for long. A four-week virtual mastermind with daily access to myself, Kate, Jill, and Josh Jansen of Screw the 9 to 5, and so much more. Visit kbbbonus.com to learn more. That's kbbbonus.com. So, Sagi, we're back, and I want to start learning about these secrets. I want to start about learning about the contrast, the boulder, and the rocks, and these micro-messages that you alluded to before the break. So, break this down for us. Let's start learning these secrets. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, it's like, we're going to go through some of what I call design triggers. Because design triggers, now you know, it's how you trigger the brain. You trigger the croc brain with design. So that's why I call it design triggers. Um, So it's a methodology that I put together, like I said, after like all my years of experience, mixing it with actually selling my own products. And and now if we want to understand one of the most important things about design is that, uh, and and we kind of like talked about it, it's the first impression, right? So when you load a website, what do you see? You see what's called the hero. It's the first part of the website. It's your first impression. It makes everything count. Because if the first impression isn't good, then the rest of the website will not matter, right? The neocortex gets shut down. The croc brain's like, I want to kill it. Neocortex shuts down. That's it. You're you're not going to scroll. You're probably going to exit. But if the croc brain says, I want to mate with it, oh my God, then you're going to scroll. But, you know, the most effective part of any website, I think, um, is the top part. And in banners, obviously, it's a full banner, right? Um, So... When you're looking at the top part of a website, one of the things is how everything's laid out because usually you got text, you got a, an image, you got um, a CTA, you got other elements on the page. And I want to talk to you about how to lay them all together. So one of the things that is so important is a, a design trigger called the boulder and the rocks. And what the boulder and the rocks say is in order to lay out all the elements, you got to have one, you got to have um the boulder, which is basically a very, very, very large element. And then you got to have basically the, um, you got to have the, the, like the middle ground elements, which are like, you know, big rocks. And then you got to have the small rocks, a few small rocks, which are so small in contrast to the boulder that that makes our, that, that triggers our brain. That triggers it, oh my God, there's something interesting here. So what we want is a very large element, a few middle-sized elements, and then a few very, very, very small elements. We can see it in Apple websites. Uh, in Apple's website, for instance, you see a huge-ass iPhone, right? It's like huge. It's not, even on my screen, it's bigger than my own iPhone, right? Like you see it huge, and that's why they do it. They do it so huge because that's their boulder. And then if you see... The, it says the CTA above the iPhone right now as we're talking, like the, the website of, of Apple, like if you go to check out the iPhone or almost any other products, there's like a CTA, check it out, you know, like check out the iPhone or um, learn more about the iPhone. And next to it, there's a very, very small, delicate arrow. That arrow, in contrast to the huge iPhone, the arrow is the rock. And all the copy above it is basically the big rocks, the middle-sized elements. So what we want is a big boulder and a few small rocks. And now look at any design and think about any design that you recently created because all of you created designs recently. There's no way you didn't. That's how we do everything. And think about what is your boulder? 
maybe there's a large element, but can you make it bigger? Maybe your large element is actually exactly the same size as your big paragraph of text because you thought the copy is important. So you enlarge the copy. Now the copy and the image on the right are the same freaking size and competing with each other. So what we want is to enlarge something so big, whether it be it the copy, um, some kind of like logotype, the image, like something, we want to enlarge it in order for the other elements to kind of like have our middle-sized elements like the text and everything, like the whole chunk of like basically title and subtitle and stuff. And then very small elements. Now, very small elements can be, for instance, social sharing icons or like, you know, even having the icons of Facebook and Twitter and, and, um, and Instagram, like on the bottom right you know, or something like that. And people might say, no, but it will hurt conversions because people will click it and get out on the landing page. Well, they want almost nobody click those stuff. Like, it's actually going to increase conversion because more people are going to be triggered by what they see. And um, sometimes we don't even notice the small elements, but if we remove them, I tried doing this test a couple of times, you remove the small elements and everything becomes less interesting. So that's the boulder and the rocks. Fire Nation, the boulder and the rocks. And I just love, Sagi, how you laid that out in the process, in the steps, because this really can be that process. And when you have the right person leading that process, which of course, some of you may be lucky enough for Sagi to be leading that process for you when you apply for his strategy call, then you really are going to have all of this together in the right order. And I kind of want to move into a couple things. You know, first off, let's kind of go back to the micro messages that we just briefly, briefly mentioned before the break. And then I really want to talk about some trends that you see is working really well, like with Dribbble and Behance and some other things so that we can really understand what it looks like to identify trends and then become Mm -hmm. the trends. Yeah, for sure. Communication, right? And we talked about it just a bit about copy. So I want I want to talk about too much. But um, when we have micro copy or like any kind of copy on our website, we want to make sure that it comes in what I call micro messages. Micro messages are the way you communicate with someone. For instance, if I say, um, check out this amazing, uh, all right, the amazing iPhone X uh, XS, you know, or, you know, whatever, like, um, uh, amazing, slick, new design for the iPhone. Check out the iPhone X, right? That's a CTA, check out the iPhone X. So you have a huge title and then you have the CTA. A lot of people that I see what they're doing is like separating the CTA from the actual title. Like it's so far down that it's not even in the same typographic element or typographic chunk. Sometimes we design as we call it typographic chunk. And think about your chunk of text and a CTA. Everything has to come together exactly like in conversation. Because if I tell you, hey, John, you got to check out this iPhone. It's freaking amazing. Hey, here, have a look. If I talk to you, I'm saying it in the same sentence, like kind of like in, or in the same paragraph or like in the same kind of like context, right? But if I tell you, hey, John, check out this new iPhone. It's amazing. Have a look. You know, <laughs> like the CTA comes like way after. You're like, you're going to look at me. And you're going to say, dude, what the... You know, um, so that's how most people like not most a lot of marketers communicate on a website. They not everything, not every micro message is put together properly. And then like the button is very far away from the text or like elements are too far away from each other. So they don't relate. Um, it's just proximity. Proximity is something in our brain as well. We like we measure things by how close they are. Like and that's how we can say they're related. So that that's micro messages. Think about how you lay out things on your website visually exactly as you talk to someone. So let's move into trends because there's some trends that you as like a professional designer you see and you're like, yes, I get that. I know why. 
What is it about trends? What should we be looking for? Kind of give us a couple examples as well. What we need to understand about design triggers, that design is all about trends. It's exactly like fashion design, interior design, everything comes and goes in trends. If we looked at our iPhones in 2009, like, you know, the the dire, the, the, the actual um, application for um, our calendar app would look kind of like leather, right? It looked, it looked really kind of like leather texture. Um, everything seemed tried to be kind of like looking real, like metal or like plastic or like wood um, or like leather. Like those kind of textures would be everywhere on every app. And um, buttons would actually look like buttons on a you know on an actual dashboard or something. Like it would look really like sticking out. That in 2012, the flat design trend started. Everything started becoming flat. And then in 2013, 14, people got tired of everything being looking the same and flat and boring and white. And they started doing what's called semi-flat. Semi-flat is what, um, if you go to Google and you search um, material design, it's kind of like uh, Google took that and made it into kind of a style kit that you can use as rules. Basically, they made a whole website that gives you the rules of how to use buttons and what drop shadow to put on them. And it's amazing. And um, and the design trends are set by designers that actually produce usually user experience design, right? Like all the apps in the Silicon Valley, Facebook, uh, Apple, Google, all those guys, they're sitting in the same area in, in, in California and they're producing the trends. Like, and there's a couple websites that you should check out. Then I still check out every design that I create. I still check them out for everything I do. Um, so one of them is Dribble, and that's with three Bs. And basically, so if you're, for instance, doing a search bar, you can go and check out this search bar and dribble, just in the search bar and dribble, you're at search bar, and you see what people are designing for search bars. Search for the most recent, not the most popular. Um, search for the most recent and see what the trends are for search bars. You want to create a hero, write hero. You want to create, you know, a CTA, write CTA. Write anything you're creating and explore everything, every aspect of your design. You can even write, I think, Facebook banners and you'll see some stuff or even banners. Um, so dribble. Um, and it's mostly for designers. So you guys are getting like a tool that designers use for their own inspiration. So I'm giving you like the inside info here. All right. Um, so that's one. Second one is Behance. Behance is a platform for also kind of like designers. It's more kind of like the long form portfolio. Dribble is more about kind of like actual items. Um, so it's like mini shots, like they say, and Behance is more of kind of like a long scroll, kind of like the whole case study of something. And it's visual, of course, and it's narrow and you just scroll and see like a whole case study on, on someone's design. Um, so you can also search Behance for these kind of things. You can, on Behance, you want to look not for a component, but more for kind of like a kind of page. So for instance, landing page, online course, um, those kind of stuff. Although I suggest you just check out both whenever you're starting a new project any new design, go and check out those websites or tell your designers to check them out first so you understand trends. And you need to copy and mimic the trends that you see there because trends change and you need to be on point. One thing I learned while working with you on eofire.com was that you like rules and you have this thing about the rule of fours that I really think Foundation could get a lot of benefit from. So break down the rule of fours for us and kind of tell us why this is important. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Our eyes, our brain likes to see patterns. Our brains loves, our, our brain loves to see that there's rules in the world. That's how we make sense of it all. And the way we see it in design is what's called a grid. And we lay out things in a specific set of rules that would make sense for anybody looking at them and it would just look clean. For us, 
for most people, they look at the design and they can say, oh, this is a very clean design. Or, um, when they see an actual grid in place, when they see a smart grid in place, they would say, oh my God, this design is smart. And in grids, when you're looking, when you're looking at websites and, and responsive design, and now uh, also like apps are responsive and also have less room to play with, um, sometimes uh, like way before, like three, four years ago, the 12 point grid would be a very popular option. You just do a 12 column grid and you lay out everything on 12 column grid. That's what we designers used to do. But now with more complex uh, interfaces, also on websites, for instance, you have a pop-up and inside the pop-up you have another kind of like box or a title. And inside that you have a search field and the search field has an icon inside. So you need to measure all those distances, especially in responsive design. The way to do that, the, the way that I use is called the rule of fourth. Or if you want to read about it online, it's called uh, the eight point grid. I think like someone from Google wrote about it um, first on Medium sometime. And what the rule of four says is like basically you measure everything by four, by, by like an increment of four. So everything you have like four pixel, eight pixel, uh, 12, uh, 24, like 36, you just jump and you make your own rules. But your own rules are just like, you know, uh, for instance, inside a box, the padding or the spacing inside an element would be, let's say, 28 pixel. And that would make sense. And you can communicate to your developers later on that, you know, if you catch us, you know, on 27 pixel, no, we meant 28. Like we work by a specific set of rules. And then when someone sees our design, they're like, oh my God, it's clean. It's, it's smart because they just, there's, there's a rule behind every single of the spacing of the, even of the font sizes, everything is by rules, by multiplication, multiplies of four. So that's like the rule of fours. The rule of four, Fire Nation, you need to understand, like Sagi said at the beginning of this little chat here, is that we're looking for patterns. Our eyes are drawn to patterns. We try to make sense of shapes and form them into patterns. Like that's just a reality of how our brain works. Again, this is all going back to everything we've been talking about with the Chimp Paradox and Oren Klaff's book. It's like, this is how the brain works. Let's just not try to fight it. Let's embrace it and make it happen so that we can best make use of that. Now, I yes, want to get down to your bundle, Sagi, because we only have you know so much time left. So real quick, I'm going to really challenge you here to keep this under one minute, and I will cut you off, brother, if you go further. But I do just want to mention real quick the importance of the color triad and also the importance of white space overall and the mistake that a lot of us make when it comes to white space and like overall the strips in general. So keep both short because you can't, you know, this isn't meant to be everything to everybody at this moment. Hopefully, right. again, Fire Nation, you're going to take advantage of the strategy call with Sagi that comes up where he can really use his brain and his team's brain for your brain and your site. But break down those two things, then let's move into the bundle package offer. Sound good, brother. All right. So um, I'll make it very clear. A lot of people, when they go for designs, they go for the freaking rainbow. Your, their side looks like a rainbow. There's a blue strip and there's a white strip and there's like, um, and they use low, like colors everywhere, like green and blue. And, and they think like, <laughs> you know what? Most designers just can't handle color, right? And I'm included. So there's only a few designers that I can count on one, on, on five fingers that I can say that I know that actually handle, like are masters of color and can use more than a few colors. So my suggestion to you regarding color is go for black, white, and one CTA color. Mm. Now that one CTA color is meant to be used like a spice. 
all right? This is called a color triad. Black, white, because it's the ultimate contrast, and one beautiful color that looks both beautiful on black and on white. Now, this color specifically, you're not, for instance, if it's like magenta, it's kind of like, you know, pinkish red, then you definitely don't want to use a huge-ass magenta banner, like, you know, on your website. Maybe once, like, in a long scroll, but you don't want to do everything now like magenta red. No, 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 no. Especially with entrepreneurs, marketers, coaches. Black means professional. So use black as your background on some aspects and then break it into white. White is clean. White is pure. White is professional. And then have the CTA and use it like a spice. Because, you know, if we cook something and we put too much of a spice, it ruins the whole right recipe. So strips, just basically because of the, um, don't divide your website into strips because then we lose focus. So just keep it all together and use white space to space everything with the rule of fours. And Fire Nation, again, you can apply these things from this interview. That's what it's meant for. But now we're getting to the bundle of awesomeness. So Sigi, take it away. All right. So I promise to give value on this episode and I hope you guys got value. And I also want to give you even more value. Design is visual and therefore i created a free major bundle for a full value completely for free and um that you can get at designtriggers.com slash eofire and it includes first of all uh, a, a way to apply for a call with me or my team um it depends on how many calls we get we obviously will probably get a lot of calls so i got my team ready for that as well um and we will go over your design and you could apply to uh get on a call with us this one two the triggers that I described here and a couple more in free video format. So I can go over actual websites and mm. show you this visually and break it down. So that's like the design triggers described here. We just go over it in a longer format or I just bear with me. It's kind of like a new, another masterclass that you can uh, enjoy visually. And then that design triggers checklist that you can actually go and check it out and on any design that you create. Your new designer created a banner for you, great, go over the checklist for a second, make sure everything's tight. You have a new website coming up, great, go over the checklist. Go over your checklist with what you have going on right now with your own website and uh, see if you can make it better. Now, the last thing is a bonus video. Um, for all these design triggers to actually be accurate, I'm using a specific method that we used and you saw part of it um, on one of our calls um, about uh, a project that we're working on, you know? So it's like my design trigger research framework. And that is basically how you break everything down and do the research in order to create the design itself. So are uh, you gonna get a sneak peek into that framework? And that is designtriggers.com slash eofire. Sigi, so much value, so much amazingness you just shared with Fire Nation today. What's the one takeaway you want to make sure Fire Nation really gets from all this awesomeness? I just want to wish you all great luck with your designs. And the biggest takeaway is people judge a book by its cover. So just trigger the crock brain, people. Trigger that crock brain. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Sigi and JLD today. So keep up that heat. And of course, the one call to action is designtriggers.com slash EO fire. Get that amazing bundle pack. It's free. It's value. It's there for you, Fire Nation. Get your brand aligned because people do judge a book by its cover, period. End of story. Sigi, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Sigi. And if you've 
ever even considered for a minute running your own masterminds, I have a completely free course to help you do just that. It includes a two-hour training session with Tony Robbins. Simply visit mastermindonfire.com and you can check it out today, Fire Nation. So I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. Today is the day, Fire Nation. The doors to Knowledge Broker Blueprint are open. What is KBB? It's a groundbreaking system created by legends Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi on how to take the knowledge you already have and share it to create next level success in your life. Visit kbbbonus.com to learn more about KBB+. Plus, Check out our amazing bonus experience we're including free for anyone who joins KBB using our affiliate link. That's kbbbonus.com dot com.